now, now, now. This is WEMF Radio. 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 Sweet. Hey, I'm Pat B. I'm JM the Thriller Priest. And I'm Adam Willis. Just Johnny. And this is the Geek Down on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward by uh, 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 Right there was this man giving, like, I don't know, you started off with like Doug and then you yep. started doing all the weird stuff and then you're giving this like this weird look, man. I'm pausing like, hey, yeah, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. In the house, I turn to my left. My man, he's deaf, he's blind, but he's still funky on the rhyme. I'm, t- I'm trying to work out funky diabetic, but you don't have that, man. You don't, you know. so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, my, our very own Skunky Beaumont, Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. How are we doing, Patrice? Happy Christmas to you, my friend. I won't Happy see you before next holiday. Well, thank you. I'm wearing my, I'm wearing my colors, my, my red and green. Yep, you Y'all look good. You look right. good, as always, on a Monday. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. Also going to turn it over to our very own, he's going to bless our dinner. Yeah. Tame the little priest. <laughs> the dinner with no food. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. <laughs> try to try to spice things up a yep. little bit. See yep. how this goes. All right, yep. He's going to give us the lowdown on WWE Clash of Champion. Mm-hmm. The Clash of Champion. I wish it was as good as that intro. I'll give the priest cover and the violence of the show. Of course. Yeah. It does make me feel better about <laughs> hey, it. Hey, like Reverend Slick, man. He was always there in the mix. Yes. <laughs> yes. He, yes. Does, he gives us redemption for covering his, covering his bullshit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right. And over, there, over there, keeping us extra pretty and extra serious. Just Johnny. Yeah. Keeping yeah. Simple, keeping it simplistic. Yo. Yep. That's yeah, right. We, right, like we got some serious reviews tonight, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we do indeed. Some big products. Yes, yeah, sir. Real. We are going to talk about Marvel's Runaways, which we didn't get to a couple of weeks ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we had a couple of conflicts, and Mix Macabre was going to be in-house to uh, cover that and couldn't get it together last time and couldn't get it together uh, tonight, unfortunately. But I have stepped up to the plate. I got that. Yeah. Mm. And also, I'm really jazzed about that one because I used to read the comic series uh, back when it was actually available in physical print. Yep. I think it might still be. I'm, not, I'm saying, oh, you know, back when back in the 1800s. When print no, not, was not like still that. The dominant form of communication. Yeah. I remember back in my day, we used to take the comics and put them in the bags. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what a comic is. I yeah. just know what comic com was it comicsology. I know what that is. Comic- I don't even know about papers. What and, app is it uh, on my phone? Yeah, okay, the rest of us are old farts. <laughs> yeah. All right, and Cheers also Johnny's got the inside stuff on stork on scorgasm. Son of Scorgasm. The son of Scorgasm. Oh, wow. Scorgasm was that real? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. I'm shooting scores all over the gasms. Okay, I'm going I'm to stop, right, stop right there in advance let y'all know that we, 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 we also have I, Tanya. Now, being yeah. from, uh, all of us being from New England, we each have some. Well, actually, I don't know about Johnny. You're from, like, where? Dubuque? No, no, Nova Scotia? Uh, it's called Fall River. Fall River? Yeah. Fall okay. River. Fall, Fall River Fall Sweden. River. I didn't know that was a place. Ooh, awesome. Trash. Ooh. Ooh. No, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Fall River's in Bobbwe, uh, Johnny's from. All right, so tell us about Fall River. No, but we're all of a certain age. I... We're all of a certain age, you're right. Talk about yes, uh, Tanya are. Harding and the Nancy Kerrigan. They made a comedy <laughs> biopic about a uh, 30-year-old right. event. So we're all old enough to comment on that having experienced it. So yes. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to this. But we also got a movie that a few people saw this week yeah mm-hmm. a couple a couple of folks heard of this one um star wars yeah um, star wars uh a force to be reckoned with I the stars there's a there's a war going on in there i'm gonna tune into this one yeah yeah the no, last star jedi the yep. last jedi the final jedi yeah, yeah my ass um we are talking about star wars <laughs> the last wars. jedi episode eight <laughs> 
eight. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, this one's, uh, we've been chopping at the bit for this one for about two years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they finally gave us a taste. They finally said, you know what? I got you. Here, sit down. JM blessed it. It was, yep. it was, it was, it was funky. All right, we about to do a thing. But first, I'm going to kick it over to my man, Just Johnny. Yeah. Because, dude, Scorgasm. First of all, Scorgasm. Is, is, is the, is the name hilarious. like, excuse me, son of Scorgasm. Son of Scorgasm. I'm assuming that first, that first Scorgasm then was the sh- yeah, you know, uh, it, so it was spawning all over the place. It, it was camping and spawning all over the place. You know, this game. It was spawn camping all over. This it game spawned is. spawned in two. Uh, sorry. Yeah, okay. you're, you're shooting your sons and, and gasming all over the place. This is like, uh, there's so many games that this game is like. It's like a, yet another clone of a twin stick shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one adds a little bit of puzzle elements. Uh, you're so, you are very much contained within a small arena environment. If any of you remember the old uh, Xbox 360 uh, twin stick shooter game that was really awesome. Um, oh, yes. Um, sort of like retro. Wars. Yeah, Geometry Wars. Geometry Wars was big. Oh, yeah, this Geometry. is just like Geometry Wars. It it does things no, that's a, a little I bit different. Geometry Wars. <laughs> Everybody loved it. They're like, you gotta play Geometry Wars. I'm like, this sucks. Uh, I, Geometry Wars is actually pretty good. It's pretty no, addictive. Geometry it's Wars fun. 2. They're, they're oh, both really good. Actually, I, I like the first one. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah, but you like bad stuff. So, tell us about, <laughs> tell us about Son of Scorgasm. Yeah, that's where I said it. Oh, alright. Uh, <laughs> like, you, you, you just, like, snatched his review. Jeez, Pete. He's like, on to the next story. Oh, let's see what else. Okay, okay. Tell us about Son of Scorgasm. I'm all sorry. Right. I'll stop so, it. it's a twin-stick shooter. It looks... Uh, it has a very retro aesthetic. It looks like uh, it's riffing on... It's riffing heavily on Geometry Wars, uh, mm-hmm. both with the art aesthetic. It has very vibrant uh, bright colors there's a lot of geometric shapes that are coming at you very simple uh, geometry sort of lines around the objects are sort of highlighted it's almost like a hybrid between geometry wars and asteroid as far as how it looks I didn't get that sense uh, even from the artwork and I checked out a couple of the um, a couple of promo videos I didn't get a chance to play it myself unfortunately they only sent us one code yep. but I definitely got the sense of uh, well heavy asteroid influence but also that's not really something you've seen in uh, Shiza Man, at least a generation. No, you've you've seen this before in I other haven't. places. It, you know, it's it's a very simple art style. It's not worth like uh, it's it's not worth saying that there is. It's not worth praising because there's. It's not special because I've seen it so many other places before uh, in games like Space Invaders Extreme and Pat. Uh, Pac-Man Championship uh, Edition and a bunch of other games. I mean, it's nothing special. It's not bad. It's just, it's very especially in this one, it's very simple. This this game was made by essentially one person and another person that did the music. So, kind of two people, but also I kind of question that because a lot of there's in the credits uh, by the way, you can beat this game in less than a half hour. Oh, it's short? It's it's exceptionally short. Okay. (laughs) if you look at the credits, uh, there's two people on the credit list, and then underneath that, you know, it mentions that mo- some of the music doesn't specify how much, but some of the music was grabbed from like this free online music and sound effects website and stuff like that. So you're you're pretty much playing a student project uh, by this one person. It's very British. Uh, I'm guessing the person is from England or the UK or, or somewhere in that vicinity, or maybe like maybe like Australian or something like that. I have no clue. 
but there are references to like kings and biscuits and uh, stuff like that. It's nothing nothing to write home about. So that's that's why I'm guessing it's from the UK somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's just you've you've played this game before. I've played this game before in many different iterations this one lacks the polish of some of the better games out there like geometry wars and others well, and if it's made by one person i can i can see why yeah it can be made by one person but still have polish it, made by one person you could still have polish uh, things I would give, you know, some slack to is, you know, made by one person doesn't have as much content there. Right? I'd be willing to forgive that sort of thing. Uh, I'd be willing to forgive like very variety in music and stuff like that, like a very focused game design, which this is. It's very focused. It's basically, you know, you're playing as uh, this little ship thing and you're shooting other ship things in outer outer space but it's like geometric outer space of some sort and you just shoot them and you dodge the bullets so it's like a bullet hell uh twin stick shooter and that that's that's it so it's very extremely simple gameplay uh so i wouldn't i wouldn't knock uh you okay, know you, you, it sounds like you wouldn't knock it you'd say give it a chance but it's not the game to get when you you have like a weekend to kill and you just want to sit down and find something intensive it sounds like it may if you be, have an hour to kill yeah it sounds like right. it may be on, on the same level as like a cell phone game you know i'm on the train uh, yeah. no no i i'm not recommending this i'm recommending to stay away from this game really <laughs> oh, because okay. lay, lay it down man. What, what's 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 good uh, there's there's nothing good in this game it's <laughs> damn it's so okay the, the good Fair part enough. <laughs> the, the good part about this game is that there are other games that do exactly what this does and do it better. That's the good part about this game is that you, while playing it, I realize, oh, I'd rather be playing these other games that do the same exact thing, ex except way better and either cheaper or for the same price. Because this is a $10 game that only gives you a half hour to an hour worth of entertainment. It has leaderboards, but why would you want to go on these leaderboards, which are pretty much empty uh and and play this type of game when there's better more competitive leaderboards in better made games other than this one it's not that it's a bad made game it's just everything in here has been done before there's nothing unique about it it's uh, yeah. I, hate to, I hate to break it to you donna that that's what that that's what qualifies as a bad game yeah Mm. I think so. Well, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, there, there are so bad. You, like you, the okay, controls aren't like super bad. The frame rate's not skipping and dropping and stuff like that. Like, there's no bad. That enjoy. should be standard. You know what I mean? That doesn't have like crappy controls. Yeah, basically. Like when stuff. you when you think bad, you think like Superman 64, like Bubsy. You Superman 64. <laughs> okay, what, what about the NES Superman with that little uh, chibi with the big head? <laughs> yeah, everyone loved that. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> They're even a bad okay, game okay, to work so, okay, properly. So, just be bad. Uh, so okay, mm -hmm. so enough beating it down and stuff. Thumbs up, thumbs down, my man. The, the thumbs that, down's already on. It's there, already man. on there, man. I think you put it up there for the view to start. Just let, let the people know. There's just better stuff out there for ten dollars or cheaper. There's just better stuff. You'll get the same stuff. It's ten dollars. Yeah. A thirty-minute game for a thirty-minute game. Man, that does seem yeah, like I, uh, yeah, an I'm, error in an error in judgment uh, there. If if they charged, uh, this is more like something that you can get some decent amount of fun out of for like a one-dollar game or a two-dollar game. I mean, not to say that the prices. I mean, I would pay more if this game was doing something interesting but there's nothing interesting by the way i didn't yeah, you, buy this you, game you, this you, game are, supplied, you are circling so. we are burning time man so i'm, 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 I'm yeah. sorry you didn't pick this game dude <laughs> that's it, man. a name like scorgasm 
I thought it. I thought. I thought it would be some hot stuff. Uh, good name. Bad. Not bad game. Just forgettable. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll, 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 sorry. Yeah. For real. It was awesome. Oh, thought it'd bring him to the brink. Have you sweating? And I thought it was gonna bring me there. Then yeah. Come on. Seen it for more. That's all. That's all. That's all. Down. Well, they can't all be champions. But you know, I, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Can't all be champions. What? <laughs> I'm trying to go out on like a, like a halfway decent. Correct. But, they know, cannot be. It oh. is what it is. Can't, all right. Can't be the king. All right. Well, let's talk about Marvel's uh, Marvel's Runaways, which is a uh, TV series on Hulu, whereas most of the uh, previous Marvel series have come out on Netflix. Yep. This is a Hulu show. Or ABC, right? ABC did um, Shield. And yeah, all that. we we don't talk about those. They're not. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Okay, you, you watch two episodes of Inhumans and, and tell me how, how how quick you are to invoke uh, that mess. Um, no, I have no desire to. So yeah. go ahead. Hulu's Please crushing the game with TV. Hulu's which doing I, which okay, I, man. We talked about Future Man uh, a little while back. Yeah. Herb, you checked out Future I Man. I love that series. Yeah. Well, so he's, uh, he's, he, he, he's into him, but just just on TV, I think if you're gonna like get a, a streaming subscription to anything, like if you like TV, Hulu's the way to go. Hulu's doing big things. Not just like old TV, but they they have like the new series coming up. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, Marvel's Runaways is is a series about children who, as far as they know, they were kind of they're kids who their parents are kind of well off, and they go to uh, school, and they were friends when they were real little, and then just kind of grew apart over time, and they're forced back together. And hey, their parents are having one of those you know group nights out. What are we gonna do with the kids? Ah, let them party in the other side of the house. Fine. And they're kind of awkward around each other, and they don't really have anything new in common. And then they say, okay, you know what? Hey, let's raid the liquor cabinet. Mm-hmm. So uh, in roaming the house, they find they stumble across their parents taking part in this uh, in this uh, kind of – it looks like a religious ceremony, but really it's just kind of like some The parents stuff. are doing this? The parents are doing this. Okay. And it turns out their parents – I mean, they find out through a series of events that their parents are an ev- are actually an evil organization called the Pride, and they each cover one aspect of a underground criminal empire. And in the Marvel universe, these cats are respected by Doctor Doom. You know, they're respected. Nice. Yeah, uh, Professor X and uh, and uh, and uh, the and Shield and the Avengers consider them like a legitimate threat, but their territory is the West Coast. You know, and this isn't like some some uh, some uh, West Coast Avengers type stuff. They are like ground level underground like. Don't mess with us. We are we are the kingpin. Kingpin has New York. The pride has L.A. Okay, that, that, that's the level they are. Which was a good premise for a uh, for a book because their kids decide we don't want to be evil like our parents. You know what are we gonna do? And then they rebel and then they run away, and that's where the series uh, name comes from, The Runaways. Now the TV show is attempting to adapt this, and this I'm glad they finally pulled the product out. Marvel's Runaways was one of the original um, Marvel series that was planned, that was slated for a movie. Hmm. And, ba- and this is back when they were trying to do like Ant Man. They were trying to do, yeah. You know, and they did Ant Man. Ant Man was a funny movie, but I think it may have been limited by the uh, by the time. And well, Ant Man had Marvel a lot movie, of trouble coming out the gate too. It, it did. did. Like it definitely changed hands a few times. And sadly, mm-hmm. because of that, certain properties like Runaways right. ended up getting shelved. But I think now it's worked out for it because I'll say right now, this wasn't a perfect show, but it's one that showed a lot more promise and has delivered a lot more quality than shows of this ilk have tried. I mentioned uh, Inhumans a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Inhumans is a show that has. Um, and okay story like it's not one I was jazzed about from the comics but I thought they could do really good things with it after seeing shows like Jessica Jones and and Luke Cage because when you have the 
uh, full backing of the company behind you. Well, isn't and that what you're always going to compare them to from now on? You know what I mean? I, I, know, I, I, know, I know I am. Yeah. I know without a doubt. I mean, if a right. show, if a show of a, especially a Marvel television show does not come out by Netflix, I am incredibly hesitant to even give it a shot. Yep. Without a doubt. So with Inhumans, I, I have not watched it. I saw the um the trailer for uh, for Runaways, and I was like, mm, Netflix handed it in it. I don't know if I want to deal with it. I mean, I know it's I know it's really close minded of me, but yes, how walk dare me, you? Walk you me through call it, yourself a journalist. What the hell? Well, you, where's that priestly forgiveness you you supposed to tout? Come on now. Hey, you you barking up the wrong tree you, in the Get behind me, humans like this dude. But no, but uh, walk me through it. Like, is, is it is it worth me taking that risk? Because I mean, granted, come st- uh, stick with Netflix. Mm-hmm. You run the risk of burying everything into it. You get something like. Like um, Iron Fist, which is clearly the weakest out of all of them. Yes. Um, yes, but the same token, it's like, well, look what happened to Punisher. So I'm like, okay, my my, my faith is restored. Right. And Jessica Jones season two is dropping soon. So why should I give up this emotional high that I'm in with the Punisher to reach over to another another um, another distributor uh, with um, with Hulu? Well, your mm-hmm. your issue is a, is yeah. like a new one too, and it's interesting. It's just like this weird loyalty to a yeah. streaming service that mm-hmm. I think. It's kind of it makes thing, no but. sense, but it, I, it does because I have it too. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> like why it's like oh well if they're if if yeah. Netflix isn't doing the Marvel series like why would I watch it? You know what oh, I mean? Adam it's is, like Adam they is, seem to get a loyal to uh, Torrent Spy, right? But <laughs> right. I, no, I will I will actually answer that mm-hmm. question. I'm not yes. here to sell the uh, the series. I'm not mm-hmm. here to tell you to get it and don't get it. I'm just giving an honest review. But my honest mm-hmm. review yeah. is uh, I don't think you would, I don't think you would dig it. I don't think you oh. you're someone who would get into it. And the thing is, if you're mm. used to a certain type yeah. of uh, of show, especially from Marvel, not just mm-hmm. from Netflix, but from Marvel themselves, yes. this is different. This is targeting a younger audience. So, what's which, the violence like? Is is it, is uh, it t- the, the, the violence is there, but it's not like overbearing. Right. Like you are not going to see the level of violence you saw in Luke Cage. There's not gun uh, bullets flying everywhere. Mm. You're not going to see like the you know hand to hand the melee violence and smashing like you saw in Jessica Jones. So, right. is it more like a PG-13 type show? Definitely. Or? Okay. But we're also uh, talking about kids. We're not talking, we're right. talking about kids with powers that they're just discovering. So okay. it's not like I've been doing this, and I'm, I'm not Static Shock. I'm not like a mm-hmm. veteran hero, even though I'm only 15. Mm-hmm. You know, these are kids. They're just their powers are just manifesting. It's in each different realm, and they don't have their parents to guide them because their parents are the enemy. You know, mm-hmm. so it's a very interesting take. And in the book, it worked perfectly. In the show, I'm seeing growing pains because they're doing their absolute best. One of the girls has a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you think about bringing a dinosaur to television, to mm-hmm. the visual media, it can go two ways. It can it's go Jurassic Park, which is movie. great mm-hmm. if you have all the money in the universe, mm-hmm. or it can go. Do you remember like Hercules' legendary journeys? Yeah. With yeah. That very basic. <laughs> What's CG the Whoopi Goldberg and, movie? You know, all this stuff. Uh, her partner's the, oh, rec- the one T-Rex. With, um, was it something Rex? Simon Rex. Or uh, uh, Terminate Terminator Rex. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't Terminator anyway, Rex. That would have been a better name. It though. didn't work it out. Been a name. It didn't work it was, out. It was, it was something basic yeah. like Billy Rex or something. Yeah. I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. That's a perfect example of something that didn't work. Um, mm-hmm. The best you can hope for is something like the TV show Dinosaurs. You know? <laughs> you mean like so, not the mama? Yeah. Like, so, the little baby uh-huh, So with Earl Sinclair in them. So you start the yeah, ball really Sinclair. low. And Marvel's Runaways does a great job with CG like that. They have good effects. They have mm-hmm. a story that it uh, it's long. It's extended. I mean, the thing went across, I think, uh, five graphic novels when I stopped reading it. Huh. And they're condensing this down to a single uh, TV uh, season, I think, maybe 13 episodes. But... 
so far it's going at a good clip and the acting is great especially for kids mm -hmm. um but it also really really uh caters to a specific audience okay a lot of the issues they talk about it was interesting when i read the book 10 plus years ago mm -hmm. and now 10 plus dang uh, maybe yeah. maybe, maybe, not, maybe not well maybe not quite 10 but whatever regardless <laughs> i'm no longer of the appropriate age that this is directly targeting i don't have the same issues that these kids are having mm -hmm. I, I know more about the world than they do and they deal with this and the way they do is very interesting story-wise but i think this is definitely meant for younger audiences i'm gonna give it a thumbs up but i'm gonna put that caveat on it's a thumbs up if you're between the ages of say uh 12 and 25 you know, because it it's more okay. relatable and it's okay. more enjoyable in that respect. Uh, things like the effects are definitely shown. Um, you definitely see the differences between Hulu shows and uh, Netflix shows. Going back okay. to Future Man, a Future Man was a Netflix show versus a Hulu show. It's another one we talked about yep. uh, a couple of shows back. You can mm -hmm. check them out on WMF Radio and Twitch.tv slash The Geek Down. <laughs> you will see, you will see definite. Um, uh, I don't know. It's like you'll see how they're they're not quite worlds apart, but they're apart enough where it's the difference between. Well, like who this is spent on, all their money this, on this, yeah, this Seinfeld? Is, this is on um, this <laughs> is Seinfeld HBO this is HBO primetime movie versus this is Telemundo um, <laughs> Thursday night. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Regardless of what it comes down to, I ran a little long. My bad. But what it comes down to is Marvel's Runaways on Hulu. I give it a thumbs up. I say check it out, but with the caveat of it's. Mm -hmm. Definitely for certain ages, for specific ages, but still, it's a good story. I got you. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So, so now I'm going to kick it over to JM the Thriller Priest. Okay, okay. Who was sexualizing kids before the show? Oh, we had a long conversation about this man wants to wants to Doug funny. Whoa, he wants whoa. to see Doug Funny get all you, up in that you, patty you, mayonnaise. You about to, yo, you about to get me yoked up, man. I'm like, come on, son. I'm trying to get like, up on me. Calls it like it is. Hate him. Oh, all right, all right. Whoa, You're going to hell for that one, man. I'm sitting well, in this one out. real, PG. We'll, you want to get me? Come on. You're sucking at you, sir. All right, we'll fix that in post. Are you talking to you? <laughs> we'll <laughs> fix that. <laughs> we'll fix that in post. Yeah, all right. Right now. You By the way, you that, <laughs> that riff harks on a joke before the show started, yeah. folks. Right. 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 The Priest has the inside yeah, like stuff on WWE Clash of Champions. <laughs> now, as we're burning time on air, my man, give me your right. thoughts on this the right. latest WWE. Actually, the final pay-per-view for 2017. Am I correct? Of WWE, yes. yes. Maybe everybody. Oh, But definitely WWE. Mm -hmm. All right, let me get it, let me get my mind right. The peaches threw me out there like yes. that. All right, uh, Dolph Ziggler went up against Baron Corbin and Bobby Roode. Let me double back. This event actually happened here in Boston okay. last night. Were you there? Uh, nah, I wasn't there. Ah. Nah, I wasn't there. I mean. You know, if you if you had got me some tickets with the sponsorship that we got, got this deal, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know, you nope. know, like you know, the, the most of the expenses uh, for the last few months have come out of my pocket, right? Fair enough. So yeah, this uses the petty cash. You know, you know where the show funds went to get you that energy drink, brother. You're welcome. <laughs> this constitutes all of the petty cash, right? Here. Fair enough. Savor it. All right. All right. So it happened in Boston last pay per view of the year, as P laid out. Uh, Dolph Ziggler went up against Baron Corbett and Bobby Roode. Um, Ziggler took it. Um, I mean, it was just a standard triple threat match, but it was high-paced. It was really good to see these guys go and move quickly. Um, they did their standard superplex powerbomb combo, um, which they do in almost every triple threat match. Um, match ended with the deep six slash zigzag combo um, where, Ziggler um, where Ziggler took it. 
My only issue with this is that this was a fine opportunity to have thrown the strap on Bobby Roode to show that um, we're actually moving in a direction towards the future without just giving it to another old guy. But I assume since Vince is really trying to prepare for um, for WrestleMania that that may happen at WrestleMania for the WrestleMania yeah. moment because um, Vince knows what New Japan is doing with this mount, this monster match at New Japan on Wrestle Kingdom next month where New Chris Japan Jericho is gearing up, isn't it? They're, they're gearing up, man. They um, beginning of next month. Um, they have the big match where Chris Jericho is going Jericho, up against yeah. um, Kenny Omega, and, yep. and they've been building this up for a while. So I mean, and Vince has to figure out a way. Was it? Man, that press conference that was, was awesome. It. So I mean, they're trying to build this up. So I can see Vince saying, "Let's hold off on that." This Bobby Roode getting the title until then. Um, tag team title match it was a four-way tag team match for the SmackDown title. The Usos would up against the New Day, um, Chad Gable and um, Sheldon Benjamin, as well as Rusev and Ada English. One of the things that I noticed that the commentators are spending so much time trying to defend and build up Chad Gable and Sheldon Benjamin because at the end they don't really have personality. I mean, you have the Usos <laughs> who come out at and the they ain't nothing. I mean, really, it's just like, oh, you're a you're American Alpha point two two point oh, and it's just like. You really don't have anything. You can wrestle great, but I'm not bought into your gimmick at all. Mm. I mean, Boston fans are some of the worst. So, I mean, they came out just like, okay, you can wrestle great, but you got to entertain me first. So, I mean, the Usos come out. They're wearing the black and the gold because, you know, Bruins colors. You're in Boston. They're talking trash. The New Day comes out. They didn't even speak this go around. But they're handing out pancakes. That's the new gimmick is hand out pancakes to the audience. Like, legit, just throw pancakes at people. Is there a theme? Um, is there a theme I'm assuming it goes along with breakfast because of the Booty-O's breakfast cereal. So they're, they're doing pancake, oh. pancakes. And folks are eating these pancakes. They're flipping them out. It's, just, yeah, it's hilarious. People are like, let me get these pancakes. Yeah. And like, they didn't even say anything. But the gimmick was there. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Are they calling them booty flaps? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I'm the I'm the one who I'm the one to sexualize a Doug. All right, and then, all right. The theme is booty in the flapjacks. Come on, man. Any of it. See, now, now he all defensive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As I yes. should be. Yes. Uh, Bruce uh, and Aiden English is a recent team they threw together. And at first, I wasn't buying it, but the gimmick is so good. I mean, all it is is Aiden English, who's a trained opera singer, um, sings uh, about Rusev and they're a tag team. Um, to the point where his whole thing is Rusev Day, that every day is Rusev Day because in Bulgaria, they honor Rusev. So the audience is cheering Rusev Day. Rusev Day. And to see that the audience is bought into this gimmick for I a like guy who was set up to fail because we knew this is a tag team supposed to fail that Rusev is getting punished because of how he broke storyline um, with him and Lana on TMZ and Vince is slapping You're his talking hand. about Vince McMahon doesn't care about black people <laughs> Oh, that, that wasn't him? Was that, that wasn't him. That wasn't him. That wasn't him. That wasn't him. breath you were when you said that, too. <laughs> That's how he said it. All right. Yeah. That wasn't what he okay, said. I, 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 I I'm going to say it again, Adam. You look at him like... <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't? Oh. <laughs> Not my president. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was such a straight face, too. That whole... Yeah, I'm sorry, when I was watching, I just like... That is shady. <laughs> I feel so bad for Mike Myers. <laughs> he just had this look like, where do I go? Oh, I don't so know perfect. what to do. <laughs> His eyes, though. <laughs> so perfect. Anyways. Instead of like, hello. It was like, so, Kai, how do you feel about this? George Bush is like black people. Just didn't even look at him. Didn't even look at him. Mike Myers is freaking out. He just stayed deadpan to the camera. Lost the like, power jokes, anybody? No. So, Kanye, you're ready to introduce uh, Toby Keith. <laughs> <laughs> 
He should have the, the shoulder shrug just walked off. Oh, but at least get back to this WWE thing. Right. But in any event, Usos kept the belt, but it was just really good to see uh, how Rusev and Aiden English, especially a guy like Rusev, who was destined to fail. I mean, but for him to be able to succeed, at least be able to get a following, is a great deal. Charlotte went up against um, Natalia in a lumberjack match. It was just standard Natalia's um, Charlotte match. It honestly was just kind of a waste of time. I'm not knocking them. The women wrestled, but it was just a match that you'll see on SmackDown anyway. Hmm. So why did you throw it together? It's kind of a waste of a storyline, honestly. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't like a big thing where there was like some legit on the line. Wasn't there like a I mean, the title was on the line, but it's like they, they did this before the last pay-per-view, except this time it was like, oh, how can we get all the women on there? Let's put them all as lumberjacks. And it's just like a lumberjack match is a lazy way of trying to get everybody involved and try to get them all screen time without actually putting them in a match. Like right. lumberjack lumber matches are the worst. Um, let's oh, I was, jump I was to. I was kind of hoping to see these ladies in like some flannel, you know, putting beards on them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Paul Bunyan. Yeah, having um, swing axes at each other. It's like, you know, wrestling's coming alive. But no. Nah, not at all. Um, the Blunger Brothers went up against Breeze Angle. My only issue with this is the whole match was a minute and 58 seconds. And it's like, why do you have these guys who are clearly doing a squash match? on television i mean on a pay-per-view it's a squash match you should just got two random jobbers to go in there instead of fighting these two guys who are your comedic fighters they be brizango is a great comedic team their whole mm. thing is doing comedy they're the fashion police they get these little segments every tuesday night so you throw them in a match for them to just get whooped up in a minute and 58 it's just a waste of time mm. it was almost it's almost disgusting because you're waste of story time it's a waste man. of story time um, Kevin Owens and Timmy Zayn went up against Randy Orton and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, they won with a, with some sort of controversy with Daniel Bryan doing a fast count. And AJ Styles went up against Jinder Mahal and kept his belt. Um, really was just a regular match between the two of them from the last review again. So they just kind of recycled some of the matches. Wait, so why is it all banal? Is it just like an, I an, felt an that it was. Year, end of the yeah. era. I think it's one of those we got this pay-per-view that we have to kill. We got a major one coming up next month in Royal Rumble, but we got to hear from WrestleMania. You're not going to kill a bunch of in this one, right? Nah, yeah. you just need, honestly, you just need to get this done because we got to make it through the big pay-per-view of Royal Rumble and really gear up for WrestleMania. And where was this one hosted? Here in Boston. Yeah. Boston. Um, the one thing I do want to point screwed, out, man. Come with it. The one thing I do want to point out here, and I'm going to end with this. This is my compl my biggest complaint about WWE is that they spend too much time talking. Just talking, just talking. Mm. The whole pay-per-view, from start to finish, I'm counting a pre-show on this because a pre-show had a match, mm. was three hours, 3.76 hours. Pre-show. I mean, for the whole thing, for the whole pay-per-view, okay, from right, pre-show to close, 3.76 hours, right? I wish it was. I mean, in a good way, not with this ratio, though. Right. So the whole thing, from start from start of pre-show to the end of the pay-per-view lights out, was 3.76 hours. Hours. Literally one hour and 1.46 hours was spent on wrestling. Really? So a third of it was it's on like wrestling. So two thirds of it, it was, was just talking nonsense. Well, the, the Academy Awards of wrestling shows. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you doing, well, man? What, what, what kind of was it? Interviews or was it? Was was it like, when I get you in the ring, are they bringing that That's back? That's it. Yeah. It was. It was. It's Were that. They? It's advertising for the for the for the network. It's advertising for the action figures. Oh, it's come just. On, oh, there's a scuffle in the back. People are just rolling around in the back. It's just like it's like all this time <laughs> wait for the ring. Let me and stay in like, the middle of the ring with the mic and be like, when I get you to WrestleMania, and Shane are at it again. Pretty oh, much, no. it's just here like, comes AJ Styles off the top rope. They in the locker room. I mean, off the off the, the off the, the trash can bench. or whatever. It's yeah. just like it's you spend. Like this. Yeah. Oh no, the blows just keep coming. Do you I think that's a, a consistent <laughs> issue with, with WWE, or was yes. just this one in particular that really stood out? But um, like, I think just, it's been it's been like this for a while. I think right. something just said to me earlier. I was like, you know, let me just actually do the math on how much time they spend yeah. on or just talking versus the actual wrestling. Because mm -hmm. I mean, I'm gearing up for New Japan's pay per view for Wrestle Kingdom, and now. 
that is literally just matches. Like by the way, match I, after match after match. I like the uh, like the selling of a match too. If you can, mm -hmm. if, if you can talk, you know what I mean. Do the promos, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. There's certain wrestlers that can do that, but mm -hmm. if it's like that much of the pay per view that you're paying for, like mm -hmm. that's really not. It's a problem. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a regular, it's a regular, it's a regular uh, uh, season match thing, not a pay per view match thing. Right. Well, yeah, pretty much. If I paid for the pay-per-view, you already sold me. Now give me the shirt. Correct. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes, yes. We're, we're already here. Give me the action. You know what exactly. I mean? That's what I'm paying yeah. for. Literally Stop paying for. Right. So, Stop teasing. So with that... Got me so with like that? Mr. Dink. <laughs> <laughs> the joke's dead. I'm not even bringing <laughs> it back. In my career. He's purple, shot. though, bro. Any of it. Should you see this? Honestly, you can take it or leave it. Mm. I mean, I don't really want to give it a thumbs down, but I mean, as long as you can take it or leave it, it means it's really hard to judge WWE's pay per views. But if you're paying uh, for it, yeah, isn't yeah, that yeah. a thumbs I mean, down? I mean, if you're paying, if you're paying like fifty bucks for it, you don't isn't get that. that. A thumbs down, right? Oh, that's a definitely right. thumbs, thumbs down. But if you, but if you got, if you got the network, you eh, the network, take it or leave it. it but you're gonna watch it anyway. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, you might as well watch gotcha. it. But I mean, if you're paying like fifty bucks, don't, don't, do not. I mean, right. Let me look at all these cameras. Don't, don't pay fifty bucks. All right, that's that. That's what that's what matters. You know what I mean? So I want to talk to this next. Pretty much. Let's yes, get it. Right. Thank, thank you, brother. It's WWE Clash of Titans. I'm uh, cl Champions. Damn, Clash of Champions. Any other Clash would have been better. <laughs> uh, WWE uh, scored by the Clash. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, the only band that matters. Yes. <laughs> All right, um, dude. Let's talk about I Tonya. Yes. I Tonya is the. Okay, now let me get this straight. It's the um, comedic, dramatic biopic. Yeah. About Tonya Harding. Um, not just about the events around the Tanya Harding uh, Nancy Kerrigan scandal. Life. But yes, exactly. About Tanya Harding's um, rise to stardom and how she became the first woman at the time, uh, the first woman at the time to ever hit a uh, triple axel in competition in competitive ice skating. And I think since. Uh, since then, this is what twenty five years later. Yeah, at least yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, she's still only one of four women to ever successfully do it in competition. The triple axel. The triple axel. Mm -hmm. Really, kind of just peaked with a, a certain thing. And I and I haven't seen this movie, but I'm just going to talk about it a little bit. Go for it. When I was young. This was a huge deal. Yes, Most normal people don't know about like Tanya the ins and out of skating the ins and out about figure skating and, and and skating in general. You know what I mean? So the whole controversy and the whole uh, the thing surrounding this, obviously, with her hitting. Nancy Kerrigan's knee she and then hiring a goon. It was just something out of a really bad Schwarzenegger movie, <laughs> and it was like so captivating for me that I thought the this was normal. Of the of the of the figure skater getting whacked in the knee. Correct. It was it was such. We're on the twenty four hour news cycle now. Covering. <laughs> it was such a big weird deal that like I thought that was just like hey you know it made the Olympics exciting. It made me want to watch it. You know what I mean? It was like you know it, it, that's true. That's it brought true. people to it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I thought, like, wow, this, the Olympics are crazy. That's how <laughs> cutthroat and competitive it is. And, like, so, honestly, it didn't rub me the wrong way in terms of, like, people are doing bad things to each other. I just thought it was, like, the, at the highest level of competition, that's what people are willing to do. And that's what I took away from it. As a kid, I'm like, wow, I mean, that's I was, how great it is. I mean, when I was a kid, they was bigging this up. So you're right. I mean, for most of us, it was kind of like blah. I remember I was into it just because it was all this televised uh, propaganda. It was like the like, OJ trial. I mean, even, even, was, even, was even before OJ ice. trial, before OJ, there was Nan there was Kerrigan Hart. There was right. There was Kerrigan Harding. Yeah. Uh, there, there, was, there was Harding Kerrigan. Uh, so before she even hit her knee, though, it was like this big deal. Like, okay, we might have Americans who's gonna be able to finish gold 
and silver. So it's like this big deal that these two yeah. may get gold and silver. And the assumption was that, oh, it's going to be Nancy, gonna be, obviously going to be the one getting gold, and Tanya's obviously going to be the one getting silver. It was like I'm already, already, already pigeonholed that way. I didn't know either. Um, my mom was like, then, no, Tanya yeah, 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 I don't think anybody did, of course. Like, but, then, but then when Nancy got, <laughs> Nancy got clipped, it was exactly what you said. Like, I got to watch this you now. Have to like, watch I this. have to watch but this. But you get then you get pictures of uh, this one woman who's like the, the picture perfect ice Post skater then you get like the kind of the trashier mm. like well you it know. was america's sweetheart versus right. america's bad girl and not just bad girl for... it was just it was it was a class thing it was it was, it was so, it was class so thing. much hence, people were attached to it you're right hence why everything made her the bad girl she was yes. from the wrong neighborhood she had the wrong attitude her skating style she skated to zz top yes and she did you know yeah because <laughs> she has taste that's right. <laughs> it, it was, and she, had, she had awesome nice. routines, and the, and the odds were always stacked against her. And the mm -hmm. one thing I really like about I, Tanya is this movie portrayed everything fairly, but it didn't make it boring, and it didn't make it sensational. It just told the story. It didn't make it sensational? It didn't make it, it sensational. It looked like that from the trailer. It looked well, like they, it, have, they have to get your butt in the seat I somehow. get it. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. um, no, it's actually a very honest telling from Tanya's point of view. Well, not just from Tanya's point of view. From Tanya's point of view and the media's point of view. She breaks and the fourth wall, right? She breaks the fourth this, wall, right? and that's part of the comedic effect of this. Yeah. I thought that was a great way to go, too, because mm -hmm. had they just told the straightforward stunt story, how I, it beats some Edward R. Murrow stuff. It's like, <laughs> I came to see an entertaining story, and at the very least, I want to see someone get whacked in the leg, and then someone else act <laughs> ignorant and they presented it in a way where you don't get exactly that you actually get the honest the, the real sto uh, story and background and what led up to that and where these people came from which mm -hmm. I thought was really cool to see which most people don't know because most, most people, people don't just know, like me just like, remember the knee well, exactly, they remember the, the way, hired goon with that mustache yeah, and the way <laughs> they remember that yes. why well if you'll notice when you two broke it if you notice the way you two broke it down and she's crying and clutching her, clutching her knee I mean I'm watching 30 for 30 on this it was why? like from that point on I actually have developed the soft spot for Tanya. After watching the 30 for 30, I'm like, man, Tanya had a hard knock life. She did, so because bro. so when you when you put this out to the to the um to the team, because y'all know Pat's a showrunner, but Pat pushed it out to the team to see who cover it. I was so bad that I got the that I got the message late because I so would have went out there and seen it because I have this soft spot for Tanya. Because I'm like, you know what? I can relate to her story of just being somebody who literally grinded her way to the top. I think because we're poor, bro. Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And, and ultimately I mean, does the story, does um, the movie um, at least show the fact that she may or may not, I believe she didn't know, that, that her husband was going to hire this goon to clip Nancy? No, and that's one thing that was really covered that people really had no clue about at the time, mm -hmm. and even to this day didn't. I was going to bring up when uh, you guys broke down your knowledge of the incident just now, mm -hmm. you mentioned that when she hit her. When she and it's uh, it's Pavlovian to automatically well, associate Tanya right. Harding mm -hmm. with the attack on Nancy Kerrigan, but no, it was the movie breaks down the truth, which was revealed in news stories yep. eventually, yeah. but was really glossed over yep. by the public at the time. And then when the OJ trial came around, which was literally right after this, mm -hmm. uh, everyone just completely forgot. It was out of the nation's mind. What happened is, and it's, very, it's portrayed in this film. Damn, what it's a, a glorious time, those nineties. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, it's portrayed in this film. This is not a spoiler because it's, it was. <laughs> News. <laughs> uh, Tanya had no idea, mm. but everything that her uh, at at the time husband did and her bodyguard, which was pretty much just his dumb friend, right. did was misinterpretations all to advance her career. And she found out uh, after the fact, but she didn't report it automatically. And that's yep. what they eventually penalized her for. Right. They mm -hmm. penalized her husband, arrested him. They uh, penalized the friend, the bodyguard, and arrested him. And Tanya, even though they arrested her for not necessarily aiding a 
betting, but um, uh, impeding an, investi- an investigation. Mm-hmm. That's what she eventually ended up getting banned from um, figure skating for life for from competitive skating, which is really sad because Margot Robbie's performance in this is very sympathetic, and you really mm-hmm. see that Tanya really like from from birth. Maybe not from birth, but from like week one. Like really, <laughs> it, it was like that. That mother. Was, it sounds was, like a little bit like uh, the People versus Larry Flint in terms of uh, the kind of having this character that's you know, has this history of this you know this troubling stuff. I mean, I mean, obviously Larry Flint with uh, Hustler magazine, yep, but yep. like and, having and a Tommy really Harding sim- with her figure skating. Yes, it was a little. But different. a sympathetic side to the the, the tale. You know what yeah. I mean? Someone so who's like, been it's historically like a little vilified. bit misunderstood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There and is the that portrayal of this by Margot Robbie was phenomenal. I have to say, and it's a very uncharacteristic role for her. We're used to seeing her. We're used to seeing her playing more um, sexually appealing characters, more um, Wolf of Wall Street, comma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, characters that are more confident, characters that uh, have more presence, and Tanya Harding's a little reserved. She's someone who it's like you get in her face and she's gonna like you know take you down, but she's not looking for a fight. She just wants to be accepted, just like any other female in society. Mm. She wants the acceptance of her peers and to not be hassled, like yeah. most women unfortunately have, um, well, have mean, come to be accustomed to being hassled in our society. She never really had uh, much money going for, and she's taking part in a sport, figure skating, which is yes, like well. Having all the talent in the world. It was worth nothing to these people. And the movie really portrays that really well. When she gives a great routine, they still give her low scores because she didn't have the visual image that they were looking for. Her costumes aren't as fancy as they wanted. You know, her music isn't as classy because it's rock and roll, but no one wants that because the girl after you is is, is skating to Tchaikovsky, is skating to Beethoven. Well, it's just like you're having the deck stacked against you, you know what I mean, more ways than one, not just with with how you're born, but like how you perform and then you're still in the hole because Mm-hmm. And Alison Janney's portrayal of her mother is phenomenal. I think uh, they might be up for Oscars. Alison Janney. That's what asking as is, is this good Oscar worthy? Yes, because uh, you buy them completely. Mm. At times, I stopped seeing Margot Robbie, and I honestly saw Tanya Harding. Just this woman struggling wow. in the story. This woman being beaten, like having her husband beat the hell out of her. This woman grabbing a shotgun and just like you know fighting them down. Um, I I have to give it a thumbs up. I will say there are several parts of this that really well. One, it was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really want to harp on like how serious they took it, which was uh, surprisingly because uh, surprising because I thought they would completely lampoon it, but they took it very seriously. They told an honest story. Margot Robbie's performance was on point. Like mm-hmm. there's a courtroom scene. Uh, like the actual courtroom portrayal. Uh, it it uh, a brother damn near teared up. Mm. It, it, it's it, it's like serious and. You, at no point are you out of the story. I was, I, I knew all this, and I was still riveted. Mm-hmm. And you get the the actual facts come out. You find out what's going on with Tanya back then to mm-hmm. today. They didn't have much coverage of Kerrigan herself. The character Nancy Kerrigan is represented in this, but they kept the focus uh, primarily on Tanya Harding, <clears throat> which is kind of ironic because physically, uh, Margot Robbie looks more like Nancy Kerrigan than she does Tanya Harding. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. the knee clip happened though. It did happen, brother. Okay, cool. What, just, what are we talking hey, about? Just, just gotta yeah. make sure. Just gotta make sure. Yeah, it's the story. You said you said Nancy was barely in it. I'm just trying to in the portrayal of Nancy was barely in it. Like, she, if she, she was I'll see a knee clip, we got a problem. She was in it to get whacked in the knee and taken right, cool, out. Okay, good, that, cool, that's that's, cool. that's that's the extent of her on here. But um, I have to call out the acting of Margot Robbie from uh, mm-hmm. before this. I thought she was an okay actress. Now I see no. She's got range and she's got chops. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison Janney, we know she does good stuff, but mm-hmm. this might be the performance that gets her that Oscar nod uh, and. We'll see what from beyond there because it was that deep. And also Sebastian Stan. 
Hmm. Sebastian Stan, Galuli, who we all right? know, he, he plays Jeff Galuli, mm-hmm. but Sebastian Stan, who we all know as Bucky from the Avengers, <laughs> we all know as the Winter <laughs> yes. Soldier, this dude, yes. he, he's, he, he always looks like himself, but he always, like, doesn't, and I have to give it to him because it wasn't until I saw this that I realized this dude can really, like, change up his look, can change up his acting style, and can really deliver a performance. This wasn't Shakespeare. This wasn't like his best performance, but this was different enough from everything else I've seen him in. That he had to drop weight, didn't he, for this? He had to drop a little weight, yeah, because uh, he's not like D's, mm-hmm. like um, uh, like, when a soldier. Like, like when a soldier. But he still had to, he still had to have that redneck strength. Yeah. So yeah, when, when he, so when he comes, you know, <laughs> swinging yeah. something. Yeah, so he, when, he, when he's swinging that trailer, you believe it. Um, it's. I, Tanya, I, I definitely give it a thumbs up. I recommend anyone check it out. If you're a fan of figure skating, you'll love it. If you're a fan of just biopics, this was a good one. And if you're a fan of just like, you know, old school, I don't even know. I'm, I'm trying not to say the obvious terms. Say it. But just lowbrow. Um, uh, Jesus. Sorry, it, it, just just, just, just yeah. see it. it it's right. I, Tanya. It's you know, damn good. You know who says she ain't, who ain't going to see it? Who? Nancy said she ain't seen it. Nancy Nancy oh, yeah, Nancy Kerrigan said, I have Nancy no interest in seeing it. Yeah. She said she ain't going to see it. You know what? Yeah. If, if, if it's she said, I've been there and I've done that. I'm like, I don't, you I, don't I, know. I, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I'm sorry, dude. It's a, re, it's a recount of her getting yoked. It's just, you know. You, she got you, a why, silver. Why? She got a silver. Yeah, exactly. She got Eat a it. silver. She was rated, even by these hard asses, second best in the world. To an 18 year old Ukrainian. Why? That's the thing I thought was was. was, 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 was that's the thing I thought was the funniest part about that. everyone. Like, oh, is it gonna be Nancy? Is it gonna be Tanya? They were like, it's what's colder than dry ice? Forget, by the way. Forget him. <laughs> All right. Okay, so now I'm gonna kick it over to Black Adam Willis to give what? us the inside stuff, to give us the full breakdown on Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Man, I haven't seen this. You haven't seen Why it. Why do you, you know? About it, we so. talked about. <laughs> tell, tell me about it. You 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 hit a soft spot for Adam because he said earlier. I'm upset. I haven't seen him seeing it tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow night. So y'all better not spoil it for me because well, only me and you seen it. The well, tickets that's are bought. That's what I'm doing here, man. Okay, so now in your excitement <laughs> okay. to see this, in your yeah. salivating Why am I excited? Readiness. Is what you're asking? Yes. Yes. Because I'm excited what uh, Disney is doing by passing it off to certain directors that have a lot of talent and letting them take the reins, like Ryan Johnson, who's done a, a bunch of good movies, such as Looper, the movie Brick. Mm-hmm. And so they're recognizing talent and then awarding them these the, the biggest, the mother of all franchises to, to kind of take the lead. So I'm excited to see what a director like that can do. Yeah, right. And so this is my excitement going in. Like I said, I have not seen it. I will see it tomorrow night. So I will kick it over to you, who's actually witnessed the movie. Yes, um, me but I am really excited. I know mm-hmm. this is uh, the and longest my... movie in oh, the whole and franchise. All right, yep. cool. Well, uh, DJ Herbie Herb, can I make it a foursome here? Here, see it. All right, it's not a no. problem. Not a problem. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna pass it just Johnny because okay, now having that knowledge and yep. knowing that. Uh, knowing what Adam was, uh, Adam is prepared for, which a lot of people were. Um, that was the interpretation going in. This is new directors. This is uh, the younger cast being more present. And but my thing is, we'll, like, too, is is yes. What I loved about the uh, original franchise, most of the actors and most of the characters, they're mm-hmm. kind of gone mm-hmm. now. So it's like we're really kicking it over a hundred percent to a new generation, not just of fans but of characters. And yes, so are. it's just like how do the old fans actually adapt? You know what I mean? Are they going to be the cynical like type? Of like ah, it wasn't you know my movie well, growing of course, up. Of course, they're going there to be. is going to be that, but it's just like for this, right? Because the first uh, you know episode one, two, and three, it's a clean slate aside from like what Yoda it's a it's a clean slate <laughs> it mostly right. is and we see how all that worked out so, all right, well, well John break down it's a clean slate 
I would. I would say it's well, okay, the, what, what would you say, brother? Elaborate. I would say it's you're on the radio. It's a conti- it's a continuation of it because I feel right, with this right one. <laughs> you better get smacked in the head with this microphone talking that trash. Um, my, I mean, because there was a continuation. I was there was a thread that was tied in, and yeah. I feel that that thread has been let go in this in this episode. That there's a very, very, very loose thread between uh, the two the two trilogies, and particularly this episode. Um, I think the thread was intact for episode seven, but for this one, yep. I think the thread has been let go. That's so a- I mean, and and that's that's my only issue with this is that. If you're looking for continuity, you might not see it. But if you if you take it for what it is, I liked it for what it is. But to have that continuity, that's what I'm missing, and that's my only criticism of it. But it's is that is that it leaves holes for it because there's no that connection to the, big, the two trilogies. Big holes. I mean, yeah. it, it seems like. Right, well, hold on, hold on. Before before we get in there, I hear the, I hear that negative twang in your voice. <laughs> oh, before, before we get Why do you there, explain it to about, us a little bit of the. Yeah, we're talking about Star Wars: <laughs> The Last Jedi. Now, this is Chapter Eight in um, the full nine chapter series of star wars mm-hmm. uh, originally written by george lucas and as adam mentioned this is being ta- this is uh the second chapter being taken over by a uh, new cast this is new stars this is uh new directors and this is a fresh interpretation um what's going on now is after the events of episode seven they found Luke Skywalker. Uh, Luke Skywalker. Ray, the uh, female protagonist of this film, has shown signs of force sensitivity and possibly force ability. Um, Kylo Ren has killed Han Solo. Uh. He's taken out one of them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it, it's it's uh, it's not fresh, but it still hurts. It still hurts, man. It's only and, two years old. Yeah. And drastic changes uh, have happened in both the First Order, which is the new iteration of the Empire, mm-hmm. and the remnants of the Rebellion, which was strong in um, in uh, The Force Awakens, and now is really struggling. They're almost on their last legs. So they're in, the Rebellion's in dire straits. The hope on the horizon is hopefully Luke Skywalker, who has now been located. And the First Order, where we thought they were cut down, is mm-hmm. on the rise, and they've got all new equipment, they've got all new, um, uh, well, I was going to say management, they've got all new leaders and forces mm-hmm. at, at the do. helm. That's new management. And, well, yeah, but it's not quite, it's, it's not a company, brother. You can make, make first order sound like Google. <laughs> In some ways it is, but we, semantics, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay, all right, well, we start off with the rebellion on the run, like, they, the, the movie starts off with them actually running from the uh, first order, and things are looking bleak. And that's where they jump us in. Now, I have to say, I enjoyed the action in this mm-hmm. more yeah. than I think any other Star Wars movie so far. Force Awakens came close, mm-hmm. but this one really focused on showing us all aspects, which each movie kind of had its strengths and weaknesses. They kind of showed us this and avoided the others. Like, no, nah, we'll give them that. We'll give them a taste of that in the next movie. In the next movie, this one put it all on the table. We had your. Uh, they had the dog fights with the start with the um, with the fighters. They mm-hmm. had your lightsaber battles. You had your hand to hand combat. You had your gunfight and blasters and people that actually hit things. Stormtroopers. That can hit a target. Rebellions that can act. Re- uh, rebellion uh, <laughs> fighters that can actually duck, bob, weave, employ some defense, and do some real stuff. And one thing I really love, which we'll talk about this because it was it was one of the sources of criticism for the movie. Mm-hmm. It gave us a lot of the uh, expected. Um, acts that we that we saw in Empire, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and a lot of maneuvers in the uh, Return of the Jedi, and people are really harping on. Well, Star Wars is doing the same thing over and over again, right? Well, I thought. Well, what the? Okay, I don't know. I think Herb stabbed himself in the corner. He heard. He heard Star Wars was different. He couldn't take it. Um, 
they were there there were a lot of curveballs that the audience was thrown. That was yeah. really refreshing to me because I love when a movie that's as established as the Star Wars franchise mixes isn't it up. Yeah, isn't afraid to take chances. They're not like resting on their haunches getting comfortable. Right? They did more than that. They flipped the table. Right, and, so. and and I think that's my that's my issue because of that because I mean you walk me down this path okay, man. and you flip the, the table for the sake of and I'm just like that that's my issue. It's like mm-hmm. you purposely walk me down this at walk me down this path and you stop me. It's like it's as if you teased yeah, me all purpose you. to shut me down. And I'm just kind of like is it is it refreshing because you took this turn or for me I feel like it's it's a cheap turn. Oh, okay. It's a cheap twist. It's like, like you, you played you, me a little you, bit. You yeah, played I mean, me. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not even like me holding on to to some sort of nostalgia of the past and what my experience was with with the first trilogy and the second right. trilogy or the prequel trilogy. That's like the hell with that. But I just feel that it's like you walked me down this path that I'm like okay, 1 plus 1 equals 2. I got you. And it's like no, 1 plus 1 actually equals 6. And it's like what? Yeah. Come on, man. Like it's it's hard for me to follow that. But, I mean, at the same time, if I'm a brand new fan, hey, it works. Well, my thing with the Star Wars franchise, and, like, any franchise, too, that's, like, established in the past and when you were a kid, if, if you're going into a new movie mm-hmm. and you're expecting it to be exactly like it was mm-hmm. or to yeah. relive that childhood thing, like, you're going in for the wrong reasons. Absolutely. Because yeah. that just can't happen. Absolutely. You can't relive that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you're already going in with the wrong mindset, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's not going to... And by, to be honest with you, I liked episode one when I saw in theaters. Mm-hmm. You know well, what I mean? So like that, I, but like, I was also like a naive 15-year-old. Exactly, but you thought, know what? Does it matter then 17. when you were a kid? You know what I mean? 17. When you when you saw it when you were... Yeah, but do you still like it now? Word? Do I still yeah. like it now? I can watch it now and remember what I w- what it was like when I first saw it. So, like, does it hold up and do am I ranking it, like, along with the other ones? Probably not. But, like, I also am not going to, you know, crap all over it because it was, like, did a disservice to my childhood or something like so many people have That's when you sort then versus what it is now, right? Does it stand the test of time and... You know, but does anything, honestly, like if well, some you look at some, t- t- mm-hmm. test of some of them do, but yeah. it, it's 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 rare, you know what well, I mean? And it's some like, of them are Star Wars movies; they mm-hmm. stand the test of time, and that's what makes yeah. you know this review and, and sort of this these sets of movies pretty important. Is that you know we have to they do stand they, they the come test with a caliber. So well, hold on, hold on. Let, let's, get Johnny, let's get Johnny's too. thoughts on it because you saw this picture. Yeah, uh, let us know what you uh, break it down for us, man. Uh, so they flip the table. I don't think that's a bad thing. I actually like the fact that they basically pull a 180. They, you know, what they did a lot of opposite things of what they did in The Force Awakens, where they're sort of play, uh, playing towards nostalgia. They did. They took. They sort of off, a li- almost in a little bit of a offensive kind of way. They took that nostalgia and they sort of no, you threw mean offensive it back like at, offensive uh, like you know they went on the attack, not offensive like yeah yeah they they sort of it felt, like they said your mama. Yeah, well, it felt like they I were a little, like bit, a little bit. Uh, they took oh, the offense okay. against the the fanboys of you know thirty plus years yes. and whatnot yeah. uh, against them. But once again, I didn't care. I'm a fanboy. I I really enjoy the Star Wars uh, you know franchise. I've played tons of games. I've watched all the movies multiple times. All mm-hmm, that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was okay with that. Uh, with what they're doing. A little bit aggressive with the, what they did, but that's not my problem. My problem is with the writing and with the plot. Yeah. And because of the decisions that they did with the plot, it made very key characters do stupid 
things. Mm. It was yeah. bad, sloppy writing yep. that felt like it was Hollywood taking control and doing the safe sort of dramatic thing for the instantaneous effect and not thinking about the long-term repercussions of how that's going to affect mm -hmm. a story that's very long-term and, and takes it's those considerations. saying that for a company that owns Marvel who has actually played the long run really well and, and with other projects. It's, it's, hold on, hold on that, pause real quick. Oh, Adam, Adam, watch it in the microphone, man, because that comes through in the, uh, in the recording. Um, <laughs> dude, I just want to say I understand everything you're saying, but yeah. I think everything that you just said sucks i thought was brilliant because uh i noticed this and let's talk mm. about the characters for a second each of the characters had legitimate progression and i think the yeah. writing showed that they're not the same ones that we uh just took for face value in the previous movie in Force Awakens, we saw Poe is essentially the next Han Solo. This dude, he's like the charismatic kind of slick rebel. And in this picture, he makes mistakes. And not just mistakes, he makes mistakes with severe consequences. Right. And I thought that was a new a new dimension for his character that we were re we really his had His character or the character that. of I, the Han uh, Well, his, char his character specifically, because we also see a difference between what Han would do and what Poe would do in this. I have, I have no problem with how they handled Poe's character, I thought it was great. I have no problem with all of the main characters. My problems are with Leia's character, with uh, uh, com uh, Cap Commander Holdo, I, I believe her name is, mm -hmm. the one with the purple, uh, purplish yep. lavender hair. Uh, her, her name is Hodor. Yeah. Uh, the, char the character <laughs> development and, and the character arcs and, and how they sort of developed, fantastic. I actually yes. think, for the most part, it's spot on. Rey, uh, um, Kylo, Kylo. Uh, Luke, all of it. I actually really enjoyed those aspects, but once again, there if you take the entire middle section of this movie and throw it out and just take the beginning and end and stick those <laughs> two right. together, right. you have you miss nothing. Okay, you miss right. nothing that, plot that's, wise. that's a little too extreme, but I do understand what you're saying. There was a whole section of this picture that takes place in a casino that I thought really went nowhere. And the thing is they lead into it as this big plot development. And all it really was is a convenient excuse to show um, like the, the the plight of people and why is there rebellion in the downtrodden society that exists under the Empire. We got a better view of this in Rogue One. This was a real quick way to show that, well, you know, it was the a real quick. the poor. And the problem with it is uh, everything happened very conveniently and it takes away from the momentum of a story that was going um, really well, really fast, but really, really uh, solidly paced. Uh, it kind of sucks the wind out of it for about twenty minutes, uh, uh, and yeah. it it, mm -hmm. it, pre yeah. it presents it in a way that um, we get exposition, then we get perfect example, then we get exposition, then we get new character and ex an example again through exposition. Um, what I mean by that is, at one point, uh, they describe poverty in in a, in a position of we're surrounded by rich people. How can this be that bad? Uh, someone is told to look through a telescope, and immediately you see uh, animal an, an, animal abu animal abuse, child abuse, and racism all in the same shot, <laughs> in the same like thirty minute span. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, oh, sh well, I guess that made my point. Moving on, and I thought that part was shoddy. That part's the one yep. that really struck out to me. Is you know what? They had an idea, and they just needed to fill um, uh, a few minutes to get from point A to point D. Well, I think you're being real generous. I would say that, and I'm not even going to describe the, the following scene after. Mm -hmm. That, and he, the following scene after, I felt all that was just a waste. It, it, it did nothing to to, uh, to further push the plot at all. I mean, it, it, there was a fight sequence that happened, uh, which 
like fans really wanted that fight scene because happy because I mean you saw you saw Force Awakens and you wanted that fight scene to happen. Mm -hmm. But I felt that casino scene, the scene that happened right after that, that entire piece right happened right after it was all a complete waste that led up to the final fight, um, the final fight on the uh, on the ship, if you will. Mm -hmm. That's it. Other than that, I felt that whole like forty five minute chunk was just a waste for the plot. But that being said. Yes. I was still trying to go see this movie. It's still a great movie. But if you're looking, once again, if you're looking for continuity, you're looking for a story that's told very fluidly, this ain't it. But if you're just like, hey, I want to see some lightsabers. I want to see some people scrapping. I want to see Rey do her thing. I want to see Finn. I want to see all the people I fell in love with mm -hmm. back in Force Awakens. You need to go see this because I'm going to go see it again. Even though I still have a problem with um, with the issues of the writing because I think Johnny's 100% right. The writing was shoddy. And it's one of those, I can't wait for J.J. Abrams to get his hands back on this one nah, and, I, and, I, and I'm, re I'm really gonna be interested to see how does he handle this because i mean he did force awakens and now he's gonna do episode nine this middle piece has nothing to do with him so it's, it kind of undid some of the things that was in force awakens how's he gonna now try to revert not revert it back but how's he gonna turn it into something else that ends on a on a note that's gonna expect how did jj abrams get here, to come by back? the way well jaber jj abrams cut his teeth on television so no i i get it but how did he get here He's he's not there. I think he's. I there. mean, uh, as in getting the keys to all the franchises. How did he I, get the job? I, 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 love he's not his, there. I love his work. I think he's got a style. See, I don't. But like, keys. so how did he get? I think I think I think nerd, nerd culture trusts him. I sit with a couple of buddies. Right. Like he has he has his hands to the keys of the two pillars of sci-fi. How did he get it? Of Star by not Trek and Star Wars. He and, didn't do so bad. But how did he get the first one? You know what I mean? Like he just, got the first one from being J.J. Abrams, who somebody trusts with doing like legit TV. I'll say epic level. And when you uh, work in lens, lens flares as a stylistic thing, stealing oh, Spielberg got him there. Do you, do you think he stole? How, yes. how do you think he stole Spielberg? By by doing all the the, the tropes that Spielberg has in his movies, like uh, was that that's the, safe. What's the the movie with the alien that uh, Cloverfield? No, the um the Battlefield Earth. Yes, that one. Yeah, Travolta popped out. But basically, stealing his style, but just doing it a little bit weaker. You know what I mean? Just okay, doing the, so your the, problem the family is thing. Super. You didn't like Super. Super. I didn't like that. Yeah. It's just, right. it's and, just um, taking... Super 8, I mean. I think super he eight. builds up his movies better than anybody I've ever seen. Mm. Honestly. Like, the, he, he'll he drop a little hint, and all of a sudden you're excited about it like that. Well, I can see that, and but he he's builds not and builds and builds. He's not no, untalented, but he's completely average. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I can't agree. wait for him to get back on this, too, but that's because I want to see where he'll take the story. I really like the presentation. I really like this yeah. chapter, and I really like it for a lot of the reasons that a lot of people are complaining. And it's not as divisive as people would like to see. And you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. the old heads would really like to see it carry on that old school Star, uh, Star Wars feel from yeah. the original That's trilogy. Gone, this is what they it's grew gone. up in. This is what they knew. And then the newer folks are, it's a very millennial sensibility where it's like, no, man, I grew up with Clone Wars. And we all acknowledge the prequels were bad, but the Clone Wars were good. And I want to, you know, get this new era of, mm. you know, a more, a more, uh, a more um, uh, a nihilistic uh, force is a thing, is a tool versus a religion type mentality and stuff. And this movie doesn't cater to either. And I think that's beautiful because you're never going to satisfy both 
both Star Wars fans. You are never going to. So don't. Don't even try. Just put, 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 put tell the story that you want to tell and tell it properly. I just wish and they you're would gonna, and to you're gonna catch a lot of hate. No. <laughs> you're gonna catch a lot of anger, but people are still gonna see it and then they're going to find the good in that. And it's not finding the good in the bad, it's finding the good in what's not their ideal. Okay, this is not giving them fan fiction. This is giving them a good movie. I recommend this highly and I recommend it as a movie that you're probably gonna have your own inklings going in because it's part of a long franchise. You're never gonna please mm-hmm. every Star Trek fan, every Doctor Who fan, every um uh every the Game of Thrones fan, you know, um, and just like that, every Star Wars fan is never going to be completely happy. But you know what? Tell them to suck it. It's a good movie. Uh, episode 8, Star Wars The Last Jedi. I highly recommend it. And I gotta know, around the room, what'd y'all think of Luke? Luke was great. Loved it. Alright, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Luke was good. Luke was good. I mean, yeah, yeah I thought Luke was good. I loved it. They portray Luke as a. Um, he wasn't happy with it though. Hamill wasn't happy with it at first. No, he oh, was he's, not. He's still he not happy, happy with, with it. several parts of it, including <laughs> the portrayal of uh, of uh, of Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. The way they handled the character in this particular chapter, and he voiced his uh, negative opinions. But I think that's because he's close to the actress and close to the character. Uh, so he's not really inclined to see different things done with them. Uh, it, the movie throws you curves, as I mentioned, and a lot of them are with what we would have expected from Carrie Fisher. It's not like she goes over the dark side or anything. That's not a spoiler. It's just a thing that's, you know, that's what it, it is. It ain't gonna happen. Yep. But it gave a lot of credence to the, um, I guess, the careful, ire that mm-hmm. audience are having, saying that this is different. This is new. They didn't do this thing that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful. Uh, there's a lot of advancement in Kylo Ren's character. Mm-hmm. You really see his struggle come through. It's not just like, well, we heard about him. You heard about him being a dick. So I guess we just take it at face value. No, we see what where he came from, why he is the way he is. And we have a solid idea of where he's going to go. We see Ray's travel and exploration of the Force, which is amazing. We get new ideas about the Force. Uh, oh, I, I, almost, I almost said something that, that would have been a spoiler. I'm not going to. Don't. I will say though that the effects in this were amazing. Yeah. This movie yeah. looked beautiful, and there's a, there was a lot of care taken in not just the visual effects and the uh, and the uh, presentation. I mean, I'm not not lasers and lightsaber and stuff, but also characters. We get new wildlife. You know, we get new yep. characters uh, involved in the story, like you know, people characters, but also they're um, the porgs. And the crystal wolves, <laughs> like animal life, mm-hmm. and the way they handled this was they did half uh, puppeteering, half CG. Mm-hmm. They like, combined them. They're like I, minions, a little bit. And yeah, I thought that, that it, it made them look very, it made them look very real, very believable. It didn't take me out of the story when I, I'm, I'm watching. Okay, there's um, there's uh, Mark Hamill, and there's Carrie Fisher, and now here's uh, some guy in a CG suit, in a, in a, in a green suit. You know, it, it wasn't anything like that. So I. I, I was blown away because I expected to be on either side of that. It's either mm-hmm. for the new millennial fans or it's for the old heads. And no, we got character progression. We got a story that exists as a story in itself, not catering to either um, faction of fan. And we got a much less thirsty, <laughs> a much less thirsty fan in this one. To be fair, <laughs> he, he fell into a coma at the end of Force Awakens. He wakes up in this co- from the coma at the start of this movie. And he's all about wait wait oh, oh god oh, 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 where's Ray where's Ray she all right wait wait can 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 see Ray is she around is she in the house you know he was thirsty then but after a few minutes he gets that out of the system and it's just like no hold up people gonna die if we don't get if I don't get my head in the game and then it becomes a legitimate movie 
Uh, I wasn't satisfied with everything. There was one scene with him that I thought was really short-changed, mm-hmm. but a lot of the rest of it was beautiful cinema. That's what I'm going to say about it. That's the last thing I'll say about it. It was Star Wars, mm-hmm. The Last Jedi. I give it a thumbs up. JM? Already give it a thumbs up. All right. Thumbs down. It's a, pr- it it's a protest down? vote. It's thumbs down. Uh, I do not like <laughs> the plot and how it was written. It was... Uh, it. It's the agenda of Disney, and their goal for this movie. All right, just Johnny dragging it out, but I'm gonna kick it over. Just add it to Black Adam, who's got to go. All right, uh, have we have we have we changed your mind? Are you still excited? To you see better this? go see it. it. Doesn't matter what anybody says. Obviously, I'm gonna see it. That's right. right. He's yeah. gonna see it. Yeah. Herb, you gonna go see it? Johnny's vote yeah. for the negative. You'll, you'll definitely be entertained. I'm not gonna pay for it. All right, yeah. all right. So. You'll definitely be entertained, but I mean, it's Disney. This is Disney's uh, time to sort of say there is gonna be way more Star Wars in the future, and that's what this movie was all about. It was setting up the next. 50 Star Wars movies. Okay, there's one more in the chapter. I'm hoping they don't go nuts. But you, you're oh, right. No. They, they might They're going nuts. Out. That yeah, was the Star Wars. Right. The Star. That was Star Wars The Last Jedi. Check it out. We, it got two of our three recommendations. All right, and this has been The Geek Down here on WMF Radio. I want to thank you all for joining us. You can catch us every Monday night right here on WMFRadio.com or if you go to geek-down.com, you can get all our information and all our shows. Also, if you were watching live on Twitch, you saw our pretty faces, but if you weren't, you can check us out at twitch.tv slash the geek down also you can follow us on soundcloud on facebook we're on itunes twitter we're all over the sucker and on youtube if you search the geek down on youtube we're the first one to come up and you can see all our videos there but until then we will catch you actually i believe this is our uh, final show for 2017 so Aww. we'll catch you in january and dude hopefully you have a a, a, ha- a happy hanukkah a merry christmas respectful kwanzaa very very deep and solemn Ramadan. And dude, happy holiday in general. And we will catch you all in the uh, in the one eight. I'm not gonna say that, that sounds terrible. In twenty eighteen. But be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace. WEMF.